First, let me tell you about Rough Greens. You want your dog to eat, do you? Do you have to hand feed your dog? Do you have to stand there and coax your dog? No, really. Yummy, yummy, yummy. And it's like, let me play airplane. Do you do that with your dog? Oh, yeah, I used to. I don't anymore because I have Rough Greens. It's good for them. It's got vitamins and minerals, probiotics, uh, omega oils. Uh, it's got all the good stuff in it. And more importantly to me, it's got like dog crack in it. They love it. And so you sprinkle this stuff on their food. And if they like it, uh, they'll eat pretty much anything. I mean, I've been feeding uh, Uno gravel for the last uh, year now. You put some... No, I don't. Uh, anyway, a free bag of rough greens for your dog just to try out. Just, uh, just give them a couple of uh, uh, servings and see if they'll eat it. It's free. Uh, you just pay for shipping. But then if they do like it as much as Uno and all the other dogs that I know, uh, you, you order a real bag and start feeding your dog uh, with a sprinkle full of Rough Greens and you'll see the difference. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Welcome to Friday. Big show coming up for you. We have the governor of the great state of Texas. We have uh, Bill O'Reilly. We're going to talk about unmarked graves in Canada. Have you even heard this story? This is the weirdest damn story ever. They're burning churches now in uh, Canada because there are unmarked graves. Wait until you hear the details on that. Oh, oh, oh. And we're making sure that we don't give you any kind of misinformation today because the White House announced yesterday, along with the HHS, they are collaborating with social media platforms to curb any anything they feel is misinformation. <laughs> look, look, see what see what's in the rear view mirror right there. Yes. It's the First Amendment. It's gone now. You can't see it. We begin there in 60 seconds. So pain, yeah, yeah, whatever we know. Pain is your body's way of letting you know something's wrong here. Hey, (laughs) stop touching that. It's hot. Most of the time when we have pain, uh, you know, it's either because we are sitting on the stove or we have some inflammation in our body and our joints. You have a few options. You can do nothing. You can take ibuprofen 800. Doc, slow down. I don't want to be a drug addict. If you're in pain and you've tried everything, you feel like there's no option at all, but you can always find ways to mask the pain, but that doesn't work all that well. It just makes you like, I don't really care that I'm in pain right now. I bet that hurts if I weren't so fuzzy. Here's what you do. Try Relief Factor. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors, and it is an inflammation reducer. I don't know how it works. 
<laughs> it's a lot better than ibuprofen 800 um yeah, it works for me ibuprofen all of that crap you know uh you know what this is uh you know what this will reduce inflammation shut up that's never helped me ever there's no no this will this actually does for me and i didn't expect it to work 70 percent of the people who try it go on to order more you'll know in the first three weeks so get the first three weeks the get the trial pack it's 1995 relief factor if it works order some more if it doesn't stop taking it you'll know within the first three weeks it's relief factor relieffactor.com call 800-583-84 relieffactor.com 800-583-84 So I just want to play a couple of things here and see if I have this right. Can we start, please, with cut number one from the Surgeon General yesterday? Listen to this. Today, we live in a world where misinformation poses an imminent and insidious threat to our nation's health. Yes, it does. Health misinformation is false, False. inaccurate, or misleading information Mm. about health according to the best evidence at the time. And while it often appears innocuous on social media apps, on retail sites or search engines, the truth is that misinformation takes away our freedom to make informed decisions about our health and the health of our loved ones. During the COVID-19 pandemic, health misinformation has led people to resist wearing masks in high-risk settings. It's led them to turn down proven treatments and to choose not to get vaccinated. This has led to avoidable illnesses and death. Mm. Simply put, health information has cost us lives. Oh, my gosh. So now information can cost us lives. Now it's misinformation. Okay, so when when they were saying you got to wear 25 masks and stay inside. If you said that doesn't make any sense at all. That was misinformation. You are dangerous. Oh, no. Oh, no, I'm dangerous now. Ooh. I, well, it turns out uh, we were right. <laughs> Wearing the little surgical mask really didn't do anything. Staying inside really didn't do anything. In fact, some people now say it might have made things worse. <gasps> what a surprise. So our kids, kids can't go back to school. They cannot go back to school. No, it's not happening with kids. It doesn't seem to be a problem with kids. And as soon as the teachers get vaccinated, you know, why don't we just protect the old people? How dare you? That's misinformation. You're going to get people killed. Well, we have officially gone from debate to now public policy by the government to squash all those who dissent. It's costing us lives. Okay, but I mean, really, they're probably just talking about it and saying, hey, don't spread misinformation. Let's go to the White House. Cut two, please. Uh, with these social media platforms uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, Given as Dr. Murthy uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook 
Facebook uh, that spread this information. We're wow. working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular mm. with popular who are popular with their audiences with uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content. So we're helping get trusted content out there. Wow. So they've got doctors. They've got doctors who are trusted. You know, people who like run children's hospitals, you know, who are really, really trusted. You know, I mean, you're not going to trust your you're not going to trust your children to, you know, some crazy doctor, you know, Dr. Mangala. Oh, wait, he did run a children's hospital. In fact, he ran the biggest children's hospital in Germany. That's weird. He was a trusted voice. But that was then. This is now nothing like that could ever, ever, ever happen. Don't worry about it. So they're now, if I got this right, working with Facebook to tell them who they should censor. They're working with Facebook, flagging things for Facebook and saying, you know, this person's really a problem. I don't think there's a problem with this at all. There it goes again. The First Amendment just went speeding by. I, Stu, am I wrong here on the First Amendment? I mean, that is now they're colluding with social media and they're telling us that you better believe they're experts. By the way, completely unrelated. Have you seen the people in Cuba that are now protesting in the streets because the government is so draconian? Now they're going out in the streets and they're speaking their mind, but they're being beaten up in the streets because they're very dangerous. I love that. They, the, the, what was the, what did the White House call it? Their right to peacefully protest? Yeah. It's like, well, I believe they have that right, and I believe they got that right from God. But you know who doesn't recognize that right? The Cuban government. Yes, uh, yes. And apparently, more and more every day, this government. How dare you? They are now America. Wake up. Wake up. So the, the quote from the Surgeon General, limiting the spread of health misinformation is a moral and civic imperative that will require a whole lot of societal effort. Misinformation has caused confusion, led people to decline COVID-19 vaccines, reject public health measures such as masking and physical distancing and unproven treatments. You mean like, what was it yesterday? Having soup? Having soup, Chris Cuomo. That was the treatment that Chris Cuomo received. Yes. Mm -hmm. Soup. Okay. So when Fauci told everybody not to wear a mask, then flip flopped and said, wear masks. Or was it when Fauci said that he was wearing a mask after being vaccinated purely for the imaging and not due to any science? Or was it when we shut the entire world down using faulty virus spread modeling just to justify shutting the entire global economy? To the vast majority, misinformation, that misinformation has come to us from the government and the government experts. The very same people HHS is telling us now we should only get our information from. America, you, this is like, it's like two o'clock in the morning. Hey, we're closing up. Come on, you winos. Come on, get out. I don't know. There seems to be a problem here. Is it really two o'clock? Yeah, you're a wino. Come on, get out. Misinformation can sometimes spread intentionally to serve a malicious purpose. 
such as to trick people into believing something for financial gain or political advantage. This is usually called disinformation. Yeah, yeah, kind of sounds up. Kind of sounds up to exactly how most people in America feel when we're getting our information from the experts and the government. First hint in this new document from the Surgeon General and HHS shows who they're really coming after. In recent years, the rapidly changing information environment had made it easier for misinformation to spread at an unprecedented speed and scale, especially on social media and online retail sites, as well as search engines. Okay, here's what they've talked about that they've done so far, okay? Um, During the COVID pandemic, uh, there have been significant efforts to address health information, misinformation. And here are just a few examples from the United States government. Trusted community members, such as health professionals, faith leaders and educators, have spoken directly to their communities to address COVID-19 related questions in town halls, community meetings, via social and traditional media. Now, remember, these politicians, these trusted voices, these these faith leaders and educators Oh, educators. Oh, I trust the education unions. Don't you? These educators and trusted voices. They're the ones that have been asked by HHS. Boy, who did this before? Oh, he was Woodrow Wilson and the Minutemen. Researchers have identified leading sources of COVID-19 misinformation, including misinformation super spreaders. I think that's us. Oh my gosh, they do love us. They love us. They really love us. There are misinformation super spreaders, media organizations that have devoted more resources to identify and debunk misinformation about COVID-19. Now, I would say that's us, but they wouldn't say that was us. Some technology platforms have improved efforts to monitor and address misinformation by reducing the distribution of false or misleading posts and directing users to health information from credible sources. Governments have increased their efforts to disseminate clear public health information in partnership with trusted members, uh, messengers. Oh, that is great. So now they have verified in this document that the government is enlisting these trusted members of society. Don't worry, boy wonder. I think the penguin knows exactly what he's doing. Here's where they introduce what needs to happen going forward. They need to equip Americans with the tools to identify misinformation, to make informed choices about the information that they share, the address uh, to address health misinformation in their communities and partner with them and other trusted leaders. So please, let's all come together. Let's work for the government. Do you hear what is happening to your country today? Let's get into partnership with our local leaders who are so very trusted. Expand research that deepens our understanding of health misinformation, including how it spreads and evolves, how and why it impacts people. Who's the most susceptible? Which strategies are the most effective in addressing it? 
then implement product design and policy changes on technology platforms to slow the spread of misinformation. Implement product design and policy changes on technology platforms to slow the spread of misinformation. By the way, I was just thinking about Cuba a minute ago and uh, Venezuela and Hugo Chavez, because Venezuela is probably in Cuba right now. They're probably helping beat the people in Cuba into submission. But when Hugo Chavez was alive, you know, one of the first things he did, he said, we're never going to be able to take over this government. We're never going to be able to turn it into a communist crap hole. We're never going to be able to abuse our own people and have them starving just to the point to where they're eating animals out of the zoo. We're never going to be able to do that unless we can take over the media and silence people who has a voice of dissent. If we can just silence them, then we can have them eat all the animals in the zoo. Won't that be fun? Of course, we're going to have to do something else, too. We're going to need to get control of the Pentagon or I'm sorry, the uh, the military. And we'll have to have control of the local police, too. Hmm. And there have to be a lot of chaos in the street. Anyway, I'm sorry. I keep. I keep going off to Cuba because Cuba is on my mind today for some reason, but totally unrelated to what we're seeing here with HHS. Um, They also want to invest in longer term efforts to build resilience against health misinformation, such as media, science, digital data, health literacy programs. (laughs) I wonder if they could build camps for us like an education camp and we could all go to camp in the summer. And the fall and the winter and the spring and the summer and the fall and the spring and the winter. It'll be great. We could learn so much from our government. So anyway, they want to invest in longer term efforts. The government wants to invest in longer term efforts to build resilience against health misinformation, such as media, science, digital data, health literacy programs and training for health practitioners, journalists, librarians and others. Boy, I got to tell you, you better get a hold of them damn librarians because they are out there right now spreading misinformation like there is no tomorrow. And guess what america there may not be a tomorrow hey it's friday let me tell you about our uh let me tell you about our sponsors here it's the uh, tuttle twins yes they got together and wrote some books no it's actually a story the tuttle twins it's a um, it's a way for your kids to actually now they're going to be spreading disinformation about the free market Oh, my gosh, these Tuttle Twins try to teach you about the freedoms of America. We've got to control them. We've got to get these books off the air. Let me tell you right now, the worst thing you could do is order a set of the Tuttle Twins books. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, because we have to stop the spread of this, this evil information about, you know, the things and the values that made America what it is, you know. Uh, you know, what, 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 what helps us become a more perfect nation? What made us different from everybody else? The true history of America. Hey, how the free market works. We've got to stop this. But until we do, people can just higgledy-piggledy run out and get the Tuttle Twins books at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Oh, yes, we've got grandparents. Grandparents, the kinds of people we have arrested in Washington, D.C. and are in solitary confinement right now without a trial. They, you know, they, haven't, they, haven't, had a, they haven't had a trial yet, but they're in solitary confinement for six months now. Yes, thank you, FBI. 
Thank you. That is... I don't know. I'm having a spasm with my hands. I don't have any idea why they are doing this right now. But right now, they're running a sale at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get your free workbooks. Don't let the left cancel these books. You've got to indoctrinate your children because that's what we do here we spread misinformation and we indoctrinate people because you are brainless you do not have any idea what you're doing you're just too stupid to figure things out thank god hhs is here in the meantime people will just blindly go to tuttletwinsbeck.com do it now order these books while you can and teach them to your children and your grandchildren. Tuttle Twins Books. It's at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. I've got a podcast out. Uh, it'll be out for the general public tomorrow, but I'm... You know, I think we should actually post it today. Um, can you check with somebody who ever does all the posting on on uh, YouTube? Um, I, I did an interview yesterday, a podcast with Abigail Schreier. She is the she's a Wall Street Journal reporter. She's she's in the news today. She's fact trending today um, because, uh, well, her book is so dangerous. It is so dangerous. It is full of medical misinformation. And this medical information is all about, she says, how dangerous this trans movement is because it is destroying our little girls. She's not anti-trans. She's not anti-whatever. She's a journalist who actually thought, oh, you know, there's going to be some kickback when she started the research five or six years ago. And now they are trying to cancel her. This woman is going through hell and all she's doing is saying we should slow down and we shouldn't force everybody into one box. The doctors are afraid to say anything. Uh, she's our podcast uh, today. You can get it now on Blaze TV. I'm, I'm, if we can, I bet, it, I bet it's pulled. I bet it's pulled from YouTube. Seems like anything with her name in it is pulled from YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> that that yeah. seems to just be they just search for anyone who mentions them. Unless, unless of course, you're trashing her. Yeah. Then you, yeah. Can, you can be on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's not a trusted leader or partner. So, mm. okay. So, I just let me just uh, finish up uh, on uh, the HHS memo. They've decided that uh, trusted leaders and partners, they decide who's appropriate and legal, and then they need regulatory measures. Uh, implementing policy directives for tech platforms. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Say goodbye to the First Amendment. America, you must speak out. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You know, one of these things that you should really value right now is peace of mind. Yeah, it seems to be harder and harder to come by, but boy, when you can get it, it's a good feeling. For over two decades, American Financing has been helping people just like you find a little bit of that peace of mind in the form of solid financial advice and help. 
You see, American financing is a family-owned business, and they understand the financial pitfalls of everyday life, how sometimes almost everything can hang on just a fewer good or bad decisions. Your whole life seems to hang on just a couple hundred bucks. Give them a call today. They have mortgage consultants that are there to help you to go over wherever you're at and fine-tune your finances to save you hundreds, maybe as much as $1,000 a month. So whether it's a refinancing that mortgage at a lower rate, getting a consolidation loan so you can get out from those nasty credit cards, or you need uh, a mortgage now, American Financing, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. And don't miss blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV and get early access to the podcast. This is the Glenn Beck program. We want to welcome a uh, broadcasting friend, Jerry Agar. He's the host of the Jerry Agar show up in uh, Canada, in Toronto. He's also a columnist for the Toronto Sun. Um, and he just happened to be by, and I wanted to talk to him about what's happening in Canada, because um, as he'll explain, Americans should care what's happening in Canada right now. Uh, things are really, really, they make as much sense as they do here in America. You have a scandal going up uh, in Canada that I think most people in America haven't paid attention to, and that is uh, these unmarked graveyards of these state schools for you call them first nations native americans yes yes. residential schools they were called uh canada and the united states both have uh that history right in canada it didn't end until 1996 this is a case of children who were taken by force from their families in fact one woman who was in one of the schools because it ended uh only in the 90s there are lots of people who were in the school as children and there are lots of people still around who administered the whole thing from the government and church levels as well the churches were running the schools and one lady testified my family took me to the school because it was your daughter goes to the school or one of you two parents goes to prison wow yes uh that happened in both countries and the reason that i say this is something that americans should be paying attention to is um the the history of the schools has been known and the the fact that numbers of kids died and parents sometimes weren't even notified they were just buried out behind the school um that that that's been known to some degree but not as much but all of a sudden people started actually looking for bodies and they went out with ground penetrating radar and they found over a thousand of them now there are native leaders who are saying whoa 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 let's be careful here because this is not necessarily a mass grave this is the local cemetery uh in some cases you've got uh, adults buried there you've got other people so an investigation has to continue but but that hasn't stopped people from burning down churches Oh, well, Canada. why wait for an investigation, Glenn? Right. Yeah, okay. All Let's right. burn down churches. Yeah. Right. Okay, uh, both our countries, tragically, and many countries have people who that's what they live for is to just go, right. Let's it, because we burned down Portland, so now let's see if we can burn down Canada. Right. You know, it's, it's yeah. that kind of thing, right? Okay, so so we don't know if, if any of these graves are from children that just disappeared, or do we know that? I don't think we do know definitively, um, okay. and so but we, but we suspect. Yes, yeah, that's okay. what the investigation is uh, is uh, about. Look, well, let's start with this. It was a racist policy yeah. on the part of both nations. the The concept was um, kill the Indian, save the child. 
And as a friend of mine who, he didn't go to the schools, Art Wanich is his name, he's indigenous, he's native, uh, but family members did. And as he said, it was kill the Indian, save the child. They forgot about the save the child part. Mm. And uh, but, but but as if that is even well, any right. better. Or um, it's interesting you say kill the Indian, save the child. Where the policies here in America, in our schools now, is a a lighter version of that. Make the child the most unlike their parents as possible yeah. to stop the furthering of that uh, kind of thinking. Yes. you know what I mean. Yeah, that's, sure. That's sure. what they were trying to do. They were yes. trying to canadianize or americanize native americans right they had to be uh they had to learn how to assimilate into society or be forced to assimilate into society to forget their native language their native cultures and of course be saved from their uh their heathen nature and be christianized the amazing thing is that the vast majority of native people in canada are christian Mm-hmm. And it's their churches that are being burned down in some cases. These are churches that were built by native people. And so, but, but see, none of that matters to activist types yeah. who, by the way, are not necessarily uh, individuals in ratty t-shirts and jeans in their mom's basement who go out and cause trouble. The, the um, civil liberties people in Canada, the uh, bar association of one of the Eastern Canadian associations uh, was speaking, well, you know, this was terrible and we understand why they're burning down the churches. And one activist even went so far as to say, well, look, this is not a hate crime. It's not like burning a mosque, which, you know, as the New York Post wrote, right. well, it's kind of like saying, you know what, the Catholic Church had it coming. And there's been that kind of an apology, too, for uh, Black Lives Matter and, and act, uh, Antifa activists in the United States when they cause damage. OK, so they're they're burning down the churches and they're condemning um, something that should be condemned. And we would all condemn uh, the actions like that of our governments uh, yes. in the past. Um, however, they're not going they're going after the past. They're not actually going after the people who are still alive who may have done it. Yeah, that's an amazing thing. And the prime minister wants to blame us all. He wants every Canadian, you know, to kneel yeah. down and be embarrassed. And he, there's one he won't mention. His father, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, prime minister during the time of the residential schools. And uh, but apparently nobody in the liberal government wants to mention that. He can't even say, you know, I'll start it by apologizing on behalf of my own family. That would be kind of helpful, wouldn't it? We can't do anything about Pierre Elliott Trudeau. He's dead. But I identified for my listeners and readers in Canada um, a a number, a handful of former ministers of Indian and Northern Affairs. That's what it was called at the time. They're still alive. One of them is a former mayor of the city of Toronto. He's probably not happy with me. Uh, and, <laughs> his name is David Crombie, uh, but uh, and there are prime ministers still alive who uh, were in position as prime minister while the school system continued. No, I'm not saying they should be jailed, but they should be brought to an investigation. Stop mm-hmm. lecturing me as an average Canadian and and bring these people in as part of the investigation. What were you thinking? So there's there's two classes of people uh, now. Um, gosh, who was I talking to yesterday that was was talking about this? May have been Laura, Laura Logan, that there's going to be two classes of people. Um, the those that are monitored and those that aren't. So those who are in the right class, they're the leaders, the globalists, whatever. They're not going to pay for any mistakes. No. But we will. We will. But they won't. When David Crombie, this is my prediction, when David Crombie dies, his eulogy will be, 
former mayor of the city of Toronto. The nickname was the Tiny Perfect Mayor. Order of Canada recipient. Order of Ontario recipient. All of these good works that he did. Oh, by the way, helped run the residential. No, 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 let's not talk about that. Let's just burn some churches down instead. What advice do you have for us? Because I can't imagine being on the radio in in Canada. Um, Why not? You've got your own issues you deal with. You could deal with it. (sighs) You're farther (laughs) along, aren't you? Well, here's why I say Americans should care about this. The Secretary of the Interior has ordered an investigation of residential schools in America to get out there with the ground penetrating radar i think is what they want and start looking for bodies well they're going to find them and if that happens do you start to see the churches burn down here glenn you know very well there are people who want to burn churches down anyway yeah so this is just the you know the go signal the the flag go burn some churches down but are they burning the churches down that were involved with these schools what is the church connection They, they were the they were the leadership of these schools or well they're catholic churches and the Catholic Church ran uh, not all, but a higher percentage of the residential schools. So they've decided, and you know, the Catholic Church is a handy target, right? Yeah. Um, right. But first of all, because they're so big, and secondly, because of everything they went through years ago here with the sure, with sure. the other controversy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they're an easy target, and y- you know, you don't have to be a talk show host or a columnist for very long to know there are some virulently anti-religious people. <laughs> and, <laughs> I have not encountered them. You know, yeah. That is well, strange. That's my warning to you, Glenn. <laughs> wow, let's write that down. Yes, could somebody make a note? Yeah. Uh, because those people are just waiting for a chance, and that's what's happening here. You know, should there be an investigation? Yes. There are uh, Native leaders who are coming out and condemning the burning of the churches because, in many cases, they are churches built, run, and uh, congregated by Native people. It's amazing. The people who are, I just said yesterday, we were, we were talking about uh, Black Lives Matter and um, how African Americans are getting screwed again, again. Yeah. Black Lives Matter marches in the streets. They get the police uh, to go away. Who's paying for all of the cleanup? How are these businesses faring now without police? The ones who are crying out for help are the, poli- are the people who who are left behind in that community. They are being slammed again. The same thing is is happening over and over and over again. When, when you have these churches uh, that are being burned down in the Native American community, who's suffering? The Catholic Church or the people who would go to that church? The people who want to go to church right. and maybe pray about the situation at Correct. hand. The investigation that needs to happen is necessary. Um, and, and whatever comes out, comes out. I heard you speaking to some young people on Monday, not on the air. Uh, you were speaking to some young yeah. people and um, you know you, you talked about how sometimes the, the truth is irrelevant. You know, people get that tiny little kernel of thing that they, mm-hmm. want, uh, they want to seize on, like the anti-religious uh, people and they're going to go 100 percent. let's start burning down the churches even the native people saying could we have an investigation could we all calm down a little bit no 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 and i look this would i don't make many predictions of what i think will happen in the future and i would be i'll make one and i'd be happy to be wrong about this but i think you're going to see the same thing here that we will start to see bodies being bodies being found searched for and then the eruption that will happen because if they do find some bodies, why wouldn't that eruption happen in America? Well, 
Uh, that sounds completely yet. reasonable. Reasonable. And, and something we totally can blame happen. Canada for. <laughs> Thanks a lot for sending that across the border. Oh, if you want <laughs> hardcore leftist activism, open up the border. <laughs> no, thank you. We already have that. Okay. Jerry Agar, uh, the host of the Jerry Agar show. He's also a com- columnist for the uh, Toronto Sun. Uh, and you can find him on uh, the website, Newstalk1010.com. Also, uh, follow him on Twitter at Jerry Agar 1010. I don't know if you care about this sort of stuff, Jerry. I don't know if you're a big sports fan, but is there, are they going to let the Blue Jays play in their own country anytime this year? Is that going to happen? That's that's still under consideration, and they keep trying. They're playing in Buffalo. Huh. I'll tell you something really quick because it's funny. Uh, there was a picture in the paper of a guy. They, they're playing in Buffalo at what was a AAA facility still is i guess and the the maple leafs nhl hockey team uh tanked in the playoffs and a guy in buffalo held up a sign and it said sorry about the leafs and we stole your baseball team (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much jerry appreciate it all right our sponsor this half hour is realestateagentsitrust.com this is a company that i started years ago uh, with my brother robert Uh, the mission is really really simple can somebody help me find the right real estate agent that can actually sell my house is not just going to have somebody blow up a lot of balloons and then say saturday make sure your house is clean because we're going to have a whole bunch of people traipsing through that's your big idea the housing market is insane and you need an expert uh i worked with um the 500 best real estate agents in america um, at least as categorized by the Wall Street Journal. And I talked to many of them over years and said, so what is it? What does it take to be the top person? They told me, and there is a, there is a formula. There is a system. So we went out and we looked for those real estate agents. And now it's a free service to you. You want the best real estate agent in your area, as deemed by us, and hopefully by you. Interview them. All you have to do is go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We will send you the name of a real estate agent in your area that we think is going to be the person that will get your house sold on time and for the most amount of money and get you into the right house. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. So here is some, oh my gosh, some misinformation for you, I'm sure. This is the Arizona hearing yesterday in the Arizona Senate. Uh, could you play cut three, please? This is on um, the So recount. for example, we have 74,243 mail-in ballots um, where there is no clear record of them being sent. And just to be clear, um, here in the state of Arizona, there's, there's uh, EV32s and EV33s. EV32s is supposed to give a record of when a mail-in ballot is sent, and an EV33 is supposed to give a record of when uh, the mail-in ballot is received. And so there should be an equal, you know, there should be more EV32s, more sent out than there are that, that are received. Specifically with these, we also, we can tie them to a specific individual that was mailed to. And so we have 74,000 where we have them came back from individuals where we don't have a clear indication that they were ever sent out to them. That could be something where, where documentation wasn't done right. There was a clerical issue. There's not proper things there. Um, but I think when we've got 74,000, you know, it merits you know, knocking on a door and validating some of this information. So, 
74,000. Remember, Donald Trump lost the state by about 10,000 votes. So there's 74,000 of them that we don't have any record of that ballot ever being uh, sent out. And it was one pallet full. There's some other things that came out yesterday in Arizona that, again, are not going to change the election um, because there's no there's no trigger in the Constitution for any of this. I mean, it, it doesn't cover, hey, we cheated and we actually didn't win. Here's how you reverse and put the other guy in office. So there, Donald Trump will not be in office because of this. Here's why it is important to figure this out. So it doesn't happen again. And anybody who is dismissing this or poo-pooing this, why? Why are you doing that? This does not affect who the president of the United States is this time. Don't we all want fair, accurate, transparent elections? Well, there's always going to be some cheating. Why? 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 In, in, the, in the age of blockchain, why should there be any cheating? Even even if that's that probably is a true statement, but the way you you minimize the cheating is by making sure you look into it. Yeah. Right? And I, again, like I don't, it's obviously it's not going to change any outcome at this point. Correct. But it, it's still interesting to go through and make sure that like we see if someone's developed a new way to scam the system somehow. You want to know that so they don't do it next time. Yeah, it is so important that we. We can verify everybody who is voting. And, you know, the latest poll numbers show that uh, Democrats are 70 percent in favor of that as well. I think over 70 percent. Americans would like to know that every vote counts. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Whether it's for work or play this summer, take your Raycons with you. I'm at the ranch right now, and I'm going to be plugged in as I get onto my tractor, more of a bulldozer now, and move some earth and then hit the hills. I'll be wearing a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in my ears so I can listen to podcasts or I can listen to great music while I make hay, if you will. You'll get crisp, powerful beats at half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycons, they look great, they feel even better, and they come in a range of cool colors with customizable gel tips included for comfortable in-ear fit. They're the most comfortable earbuds I've ever owned. Listen up, Raycon is offering 15% off all their products. Just go to buyraycon.com slash back. There you'll find 15% off your entire Raycon order. It's a great deal. You'll want to grab a pair and despair it's 15 percent off now at buyraycon.com slash back all right let me tell you about rec tech um there's a reason i want you to call right now this week this week only when you call in you're going to get 10 percent off everything site-wide this is a very rare sale for rec tech this is the first one i've ever seen them do you can call them from your cell phone just dial pound 250 and say rec tech and you get 10% off site-wide. That's pound 250 and say Rectech. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from Rectech. 
Uh, I've been talking about these guys for a year and a half. They are the best grill smokers, bakers out there. If you're a serious grilling person, this is a serious grill, the best out there. Just go to rectech.com or you can just use your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say rectech and you're going to save 10% site wide. Do it now. Mr. Bill O'Reilly joins me next. Friday, so that always means that we have some information and some fun with Mr. Bill O'Reilly in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. In a modern world like ours, where cyber criminals are working really hard to overtake regular criminals and be the dominant species of knuckle-dragging thugs, you have to be careful. You have to you have to keep an eye on everything, every internet source through which your money and your identity can be stolen. And if you're doing it the right way, that protection comes in the form of LifeLock. Look, nobody can watch everything all the time, but these guys are the best in the business. And if somebody does take your information, starts to spread it out, they not only send you a warning and say, hey, uh, we might have a problem here. They also have a, a, a dedicated team that just helps you clean it up. That's what really makes LifeLock different, I think. Nobody can prevent all identity theft, but this is what they do day and night. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK or call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK and you're going to save 25% now. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Yes, it's Friday. And Bill O'Reilly, the author of Killing the Mob, the fight against organized crime in America, which is out right now. Bill, how are you, sir? I'm uh, paying attention, Beck. I'm ready to go. Okay. Give me the big story of the week in your opinion. Joe Biden misleading the world in Philadelphia about the voting reform laws in certain states, including Texas, instead of going to Miami and delivering a stem winder of a speech in support of the Cuban people mm. who are desperately trying to get some freedom. Okay, so I, I, was gonna, I was a little shocked that it wasn't that you were leading with Philadelphia and not Cuba, but I like the way you, you turned that. You're exactly right. It, the combination of the two is astounding you know my nickname is mr always right beck i didn't know that uh yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) for many many decades Mm -hmm. um but not only was it outrageous that the president of the united states would uh, try to stoke up racial hatred which is exactly what he's doing all right he's not going in analyzing and saying you know the new uh, election law in texas is probably not good for the country and here's why not doing that 
There's no specificity at all. All right. It's this is Jim Crow and uh, state of Texas hates blacks. That's what the president of the United States is doing. At the same time, 90 miles away, there are millions of Cubans desperately trying to get help from the United States to achieve some semblance of freedom. Mm-hmm. And Biden does nothing. Why couldn't he have gone to Miami and made a speech in support of those people? Is there a reason on earth that he couldn't have done that? So when you step back, as I always do, to analyze the news in a way that is personal, I am extremely worried about this country because the leader of it, Joe Biden, is not only weak, but he's a foolish man. Foolish, that is the key word. And when you have the most powerful country on earth being led by a weak and foolish man, it's, that's a big story. So you ask what the big story of the week is? There it is. Why do you say he's foolish? Because anybody in a position of power would know that was an opportunity to be seized, to help downtrodden people. Mm, wait a minute. Not if you're not really in control and the people that are in control are Marxists and like Marxism and like well, Cuba right. and Fidel and his family. There is evidence pointing to the fact that Joe Biden does not run the government. That's <laughs> what he's told. I've said that many, many times. Right. But this one, this one transcends that back because it's so easy to grasp. I mean, a, an eight-year-old could say, well, shouldn't we help those people, Daddy? You know? This, this isn't a complicated infrastructure play that is basically trying to turn the government into uh, the entity that runs the private economy. That's what this is all about. But you didn't, uh, you, you didn't say this, uh, you didn't say that Obama was foolish. Did you, um, when he, he, no, wait, 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 when he, uh, turned a blind eye and a deaf ear to the people who were rising up in, um, uh, rising up in, in Iran, no, but he wasn't a foolish person because he calculated that it was worth it to him to make a nuclear deal with those people. That was worth mm-hmm. more than confronting the Mullers and alienating them. Of course, Trump mm-hmm. had the exact opposite, exact opposite. So while I disagreed with Barack Obama's take, um, I saw what he was going for. What is Joe Biden going for by not mentioning Cuba in any serious way? There's no reason why he had to stoke racial hatred, which is what he did in Philadelphia, and totally ignore the cries for freedom out of Cuba. Well, the and White House would say the White House would say that they're not ignoring it, that they have been very clear that those people are rising up because of the COVID, the lack of COVID vaccine. Yeah. They, look, he didn't do anything. He didn't give an address. He didn't do a Q&A. He put out a statement. Yeah, he puts out a statement on what kind of shoes he buys. So, it, well, come on. And, and you know, when you're, when you're at that level where there is an insurrection in Cuba and all you can do is a, a, a mealy-mouthed paper statement, then you know that the guy is a weak leader. And that's what it comes back to. So... You know, and I had a dinner with uh, some old friends, some of whom voted for Joe Biden on Tuesday. And I posed this exact same question. I looked at these guys and I said, look, I know you despise Trump. I know you voted for Biden because you don't like Trump. 
Everybody understands that. But are you happy and satisfied with the way Joe Biden is running the country? Um, the chins went down back pretty fast. They, there was no defense. Hmm. Well, that's good, except I don't think just the chins down is enough. I mean, we are in no, deep, deep trouble. Yeah. But that's, that's not going to happen until people's wallets start to rip. And we're close to that because yeah. of the inflation. All right. So most people are self-involved. All right. They, they don't really care about the Cubans or the Jeez. Texas voting law. They're not dialed into this. Um, but every day when they see they have less money, that is going to be the crusher. And that's coming. Uh, may I ask you, Bill, because you're just slightly older than I am, um, you know, probably 60 years older. But wait, 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 wait. I am slightly older than you. That is true. But I am so much better looking that it doesn't really matter. <laughs> wow. Wow. If you have to beat up on the fat kid, that's really amazing. Anyway, um, so uh, have you seen, do you remember the 1960s? I'm sure you do well enough. When we were really in trouble in the 60s, is, did it feel like this or is this worse? This is worse than the 60s because in the 60s, with the Vietnam, it was a one-issue play. There was civil rights, but Johnson, Lyndon Johnson, basically took care of that in the sense that they passed a wide, wide-ranging um, agenda to help African Americans, as they should have. That legislation was good. Uh, the Great Society legislation that came after it wasn't. Right. But the civil rights legislation was. So you didn't have, uh, you know, you had the riots after Martin Luther King was assassinated and you had dissatisfaction. But primarily it was about Vietnam and the country was divided there. All right. And the media, which was leaning against Vietnam and didn't like Richard Nixon as mm -hmm. he came in mm -hmm. the late 1960s, wasn't as corrupt, nearly as corrupt as it is now. So now you get black news, uh, you get news blacked out. So you don't know what's really happening. So I would submit to you that the 79 people, million people that voted for Joe Biden, they don't know how bad he is. You know, so that's 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 where I want to that's where I wanted to go, because I I don't remember. I mean, I remember President Nixon's enemies list. Um, but what HHS said yesterday is terrifying and it should truly wake up every American. The First Amendment is over and done if what the Surgeon General and the HHS uh, document that was produced yesterday uh, comes to fruition, they say that it is a civic and moral imperative that we limit the spread of health misinformation. They said that they are they are now looking and identifying with social media. They are flagging people that they believe are super spreaders of disinformation or misinformation. And they are working to flag, monitor, and see uh, the connections between these spreaders to silence them. I've never seen anything like that. Well, there, certainly you know about the social media companies because you're one of the main targets of them. No, no, no. I know that. But this, this I mean, I'm, let me, let me no, quote. This, this, they yeah, are, they, an extension. they are working extension. with them now. Out yeah, front. This is it. COVID 
is being used as an extension to stop free dialogue. That's what it's being used for. So the progressive left says they always do this and they're very smart. They say, how can we we use the COVID stuff to destroy our opposition? All right. How can we do that? Well, one of the ways is to demonize anybody who may have a question about the vaccine. So let's do that. And that's what you're seeing. So it's, it's it, and I'm, I, I know we have, to, do we have to take a break? How long do we have? You have two, two or three minutes. Go ahead. All right. So I do a commentary on BillOReilly.com. It was my lead story on the No Spin News on Wednesday. And I said, look, you may have noticed that the attacks from the media are ramping up against Tucker Carlson, against other uh, visible mm-hmm. conservatives slash traditional commentators, me, uh, and they come in a variety of different ways. All right. And you may have noticed in, in the last three or four weeks, these have really ticked up. Washington Post just eviscerated Carlson this week. This is no accident. All right. These people, it's like a club. They talk amongst themselves. They know what they're doing. Now, I knew when I um, put forth the Trump uh, show, the history show, and then interviewed him last week, you were off. I hope you saw that interview. Um, I knew that they were going to come after me personally, which they have. There's an article today that Trump shows not selling a lot of tickets. In fact, we sold, we have $7 million in the bank without one dime of marketing. Mm. Who, who on earth does that? Okay. But this is a political article and it's insane, but I knew it was going to happen. And what the far left does, the progressive left does, and they are totalitarians. Everybody listening to us needs to know that they don't want free speech. They don't want robust debate. They want to eliminate their opposition. What they do is they seek to demonize anyone and they'll use COVID. They'll use Trump. They'll use uh, CTR, uh, critical race theory. I'm sorry, CRT. They'll use anything they can to try to destroy you. And that is the difference between now and the 1960s. The 60s had demonstrations, you had people singing, you had, uh, right. you know, Fort and Ohio, all of that. But you didn't have this coordinated, very stealth effort backed by tens of millions of dollars by George Soros and these people. You didn't have that. So now the propaganda level is enormous. It has overridden the information level in this country. There's more blatant propaganda lies out there on a daily basis through social media than there is information. That's the first time in American history that's ever happened. And so you're going to see stark changes. This is a war. It is. It's a war. Okay. And it's being waged on a variety of fronts and COVID is one of them. I just want to give the last line of uh, this um, HHS technology platforms now must prioritize early detection of misinformation, super spreaders and repeat offenders. Remember, misinformation is deemed anything that the government says is not the correct information. Prioritize early detection of misinformation, super spreaders and repeat offenders impose clear consequences for accounts that repeatedly violate platform policies. You know, this is the Stalin-Hitler um, blueprint. It is. That's what both of those men did. Mao Zedong didn't have to do it because nobody in China in 1949 had any uh, ability to get information. Right, right. But in Russia, 
and and uh, and Germany, they did. And Cuba primarily, primarily <laughs> and, and Venezuela, the same thing. No, no, but those societies were different back. So before Stalin and, and, and Hitler could really assume total power, they they came up with stuff to demonize their opposition. Mm-hmm. All right. And then they spread that out just as it's happening today. Well, it's, so it's it goes I to am, something. It goes to something that Joe Biden talked about in Philadelphia. And I want to talk to you about that here in a second. Let me give one minute. To LifeLock, in a modern world like ours where criminals are working really hard to overtake, you know, the regular knuckle-dragging thugs, you have to be really, really careful. And if you're doing it the right way, the protection comes in the form of LifeLock. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft is affecting our lives. Every day, we put our information at risk of the Internet, and in an instant, a cybercriminal could harm what's yours. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats, and if they detect your information has been compromised, they're going to send you an alert. Plus, you'll have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. So nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions. But right now, you'll save up to 25% off the best in the business. It's LifeLock. Promo code BECK. LifeLock. Promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Save 25% with the promo code BECK. 10 seconds. Station ID. I want to go. I want to go right back to where we were, Bill, um, because there is something that is being said on television and the White House over and over and over again, and it's driving me out of my mind. Because every time you see the left accuse somebody of doing something, they're doing it. The big lie. Just look this up. It is something that comes from Mein Kampf. And Hitler said the big lie is something, a lie so colossal that no one would believe somebody would have the, imp- the uh, um, uh, impudence to, to uh, distort the truth and do it so just famously and come out and just tell people, oh, that's, that is the truth. These Jews, they were responsible for our loss in World War I. And that leads you to the execution of all those Jews. This is what they are saying right now. Donald Trump was was doing uh, trying to smear them when the big lie is is really what they're doing. Look, you're absolutely right. And that's the comparison that I was making before the break, that, that these techniques that have worked in the past in large nations like Germany and Russia are now being recycled here. Let's just stay on covid for a second. Now, from the very beginning, I told my audience on radio, television, and everywhere else that vaccines are necessary to protect you and this nation. Yes. And I took the vaccine as early as I could take it, and so has my family. I believe my eyes, okay? I don't believe science because I don't have access to science, but I know that the United States is a lot better off now than it was 10 months ago, and I know that Donald Trump, and this is our lead in the O'Reilly Trump history tour, all right, I know he did an amazing job getting this Mm -hmm. vaccine up and running, and he himself believes in it. These are the things that I know and I can prove. But I don't mind dissenters on the vaccine. I think you're foolish if you don't take it. I think you're putting yourself and others in danger. 
because this is such a vicious, vicious disease. But if you want to tell me, I'll listen to you. All right. That's called robust debate. That's called free speech. I don't want to shut down the people who won't take the vaccine. Right. But the opposition, the progressive left, does want to shut it down because if they succeed in shutting it down by sanctions, which is what, where this is heading, okay, they can do it in other places. They can do it in race. They can do it in economy. So if they can win the COVID vax fight, then they can extend this kind of draconian. Correct. The government will tell you what you can and can't say. Remember, you, you, you could cool. go out and protest. You could go out and protest for BLM because uh, racism is putting the American health at risk. So it's did the same the argument. statement on Cuba? I did. Did you see the... Okay, so the, the BLM statement, which you can go and read for yourself, this is the Black Lives Matter Global Foundation, which has got $100 million from American corporations. They put out a statement that actually says the Cuban people's desire, all right, they want this government, this communist totalitarian government. And you're looking at it and you're going, are you kidding me? There hasn't been a free vote in that country in 45 years. And this is what Black Lives Matter puts out. If that doesn't tell you that they're a propagandistic outfit, then nothing ever will. So why are these companies pumping hundreds of millions of dollars into an outfit that's not going to tell you the truth? So I will tell you why next. And you already know it, Bill, because you referenced it uh, obliquely here just a few minutes ago. But I want to tell you something that I found in the Financial Times this weekend that nobody is talking about yet that i think is really important and i'd love to hear your comments on it we do that in 60 seconds or maybe a little this more maybe a little back more. program all right let me tell you about raycon if you had a uh, pair of earbuds that you know didn't run out of uh, battery power halfway through your morning jog I mean, wouldn't that be nice? What if you had a pair of earbuds that uh, earbuds that didn't fall out of your ears every time you slightly tilted your head in one direction or the other? What if you had a pair of earbuds that were comfortable? What if you had a pair of earbuds that didn't look like miniature white golf clubs sticking out of the side of your head? Wouldn't that be nice? Well, you can get them with a pair of Raycons. You're getting crisp, powerful sound at half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycons, they look great, they feel better, they stay in your ears because they have customizable gel tops that are included uh, with the uh, earphones or the earbuds and they're comfortable. They'll go wherever you are, they're quick, seamless Bluetooth pairing in a compact charging case and they stay charged for hours. Hours and hours and hours. Listen up. Raycon is offering 15% off all their products right now. Just go to buyraycon.com slash Beck. 15% off at buyraycon.com slash Beck. Go there now. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. All right, it's blazetv.com slash Glenn for your subscription to Blaze TV. You can save 10 bucks off that subscription with the promo code Glenn. More with Bill O'Reilly next. This is the Glenn Beck program. Um, Bill, it seems as though the entire world, the people of the entire world are rising up saying we don't want big government. We don't want global governance. 
We don't want these corporations pushing us around. We, we don't want a silencing of our voices. That seems to be the theme all around the world, from Hong Kong to Cuba, Venezuela, even Great Britain and the United States. But all around the world, there is something else going on. And you mentioned it earlier, these giant corporations. I want to give you something I found in the Financial Times. It was an opinion piece for sustainable finance to work. We need central planning is the name of it. Relying on the market might seem like a better bet if greenhouse gas emissions and other ex, uh, externalities were accurately reported, their costs taxed, prices changed, might show investments are or are not sustainable, blah, 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 blah. Upon closer co- consideration, however, this approach is found wanting. Tackling climate change requires transforming at least five provisioning, uh, provisioning systems, energy, transportation, buildings, industry, and agriculture. The price mechanisms struggles with coordinating rapid transformation at this scale uh, needs central uh, central planning instead of waiting for the market to speak a planning body whose uh, composition and accountability require careful consideration should formulate plans for each of the five systems globally so so the 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 central planners of the world the big banks the the big corporations they are all planning a Chinese-like society for us and going in the exact opposite direction. It, I mean, it, 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 it can't fail for people to see at least how ironic it is that we are going down one track while the people of Cuba are standing up and wanting to overthrow their government. Well, that's right. Um, and, but most people have no blanking clue what this is all about. So this... Uh, global warming play is an extension of the COVID play. And, and this is the, the first paragraph of our conversation today, um, about a half an hour ago, that you, the progressive left uses crisis to impose totalitarian methods. Mm-hmm. So whatever it may be now, okay, it's COVID. So if you don't believe in a vaccine, we're going to shut you down and maybe punish you. Well, if you don't believe in global warming, we're going to shut you down and maybe punish you. <laughs> I mean, you can see it. It's, it's so obvious. But the corporate intrusion, that is new. That's the new component. You've always had people in central government, the socialists, the communists, the fascists, always wanting to run the show and have nobody else right. say anything. But, but, they have the always, but they have always warned us about the corporate state. Now they're yeah. in bed with the corporate state. The corporate state is, I want to make as much money as I can possibly make. Yes. But now it's extended a little bit. Mm-hmm. So here's what I picked up. And uh, because you were off, what, a month and a half? We <laughs> um, this was an amazing pickup. And I think I'm the only one that reported it in the United States of America. In the theme parks of Disney in Orlando and Anaheim, the announcers no longer say, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's out. That's gone. And the reason it's gone is because it's not inclusive. So this is right back to 1984, George Orwell. So the Disney Corporation, which is the worst of all the corporations in the United States, in my opinion, and that's ABC, they run everything, all right? They have basically said, to their personnel, you're going to do exactly what we tell you to do. 
And you cannot say, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls anymore, because we don't want you to. So when you extend that, yes, Disney has a right to tell its employees what they can and can't say. Unfortunately, if you work for a corporation, they can tell you what you can and can't say. All right. That's why you saw Stephen A. Smith apologize to the baseball player, Otani, because ESPN told him to apologize. All right. Now, if I were Stephen A. Smith, who I like very much, I would have apologized as well. I didn't think that what he said had any validity at all. Otani doesn't want to speak English. Fine. If I played baseball in Japan, I probably wouldn't learn Japanese. So what's a big deal? All right. But the corporations can order you to say or not say anything. But that now is extending into our whole life, our whole life. And that's what the totalitarian left wants. It has an alliance now with corporate America. Now, worldwide, it's not going to matter because the Chinese are never going to do anything that uh, is going to help global warming. No, but, but wait, but wait, but China is getting a pass. We are. Our corporations are conforming to China while telling us to conform to something else. But but that's the whole that's the whole look in a free society like America. You know, this is the problem. America is the problem. We have to shut down free speech in America. There's no free speech in China. Have to so, worry about them. What is They're the already totalitarian left? What's the big play with with uh, uh, Blinken when it comes to the UN? What's the? I know it's to embarrass the United States, but why is that so important that he went and said we want we want the worst abusers in the world to come into America and judge us on our racial past? Anthony Blinken is the Secretary of State. I'll submit to the Glenn Beck audience that less than 1% of the American population know that. Yes. It's not a, he's not exactly Henry Kissinger out there, okay? Yes, yes. All right. So nobody knows who he is. He can wander into the U.N., and they probably patted him down. They didn't know who he was. Well, he could wander into the White House, and he may not know, the president may not know who he is, but that's a different story right. entirely. He certainly would misspell his first name. He yeah. put an H in there. Right. There's no H. Okay. So anyway, somebody told him, probably Susan Rice, hey, you got to go over and, and say this because this is part of the progressive agenda to demonize the United States of America. OK, and to make the world think that we're a racist country and this is what we want to do so we can break down our entire system and build up a binary country, a non-racist country. So, Anthony, you know, here's what you say. And that's what happened. But here's something really interesting that I also picked up. Um, the United States is still remains the most vibrant society on Earth in the sense that we still have, and oh, it's getting very, very difficult because you get punished now uh, if you go against the orthodoxy, the liberal orthodoxy. But we still have enough outlets so that people can hear both sides of the story. Okay? In other countries, you don't have that. Yet, in other countries, they have a nationalistic press. So if you watched the uh, European soccer championship last Sunday, you saw all the athletes in Britain, in England, and in Italy sing their national anthem. Mm-hmm. They were singing. camera panned it. Now, if you look at American athletes, they're spitting tobacco. They're scratching uh, their other parts. They're, you know, I mean, it's like, king, forget it. Why? And you saw no one kneel. 
during the anthems. They knelt before, but they didn't kneel during. Because if they did, their country's media would kill them. But not here. They lionize him here. Colin Kaepernick, nobody would know who he was if he didn't kneel down. Nobody would know. He wasn't that good. All right? He was not going to make his rep on the field. But here, if you uh, object to your country, if you downgrade your country, the media celebrates you, generally speaking. In England and Italy, no. Okay, so is this, is this just trying to, because meanwhile, while we're doing this, the people who want freedom in Hong Kong, in Venezuela, in Cuba, they take to the streets carrying American flags. So is this just to try to convince the rest of the world, whatever you ever thought about America, it was wrong. It's a horrible, bad place. Yes, that's what it is. I mean, all you have to do is go into these far left websites and see the vitriol. Look back, you and I both have suffered, suffered because of attacks on us by the progressive left. Mm hmm. Because they don't like what we say, because generally what you and I say, we don't agree on everything, but we agree that America is noble. Right. And that it is not a racist, terrible country. Yeah, because it's, it isn't. It's not always okay. acted but noble, but you it, and I hold that. Right. Because, because you and I hold that opinion. Mm-hmm. We have to be punished. Now, thank God there are enough Americans that agree with us that we can make a good living and we can speak our minds. Thank God for those people. But we are subjects here of of being destroyed. They want to destroy us because they hate America so much, and we don't. And you, you, in your podcast this week, uh, and I heard a little of it on the on the lady who's saying the subversion about children in public schools in some oh, places, yeah. not all, yeah, not all, but in some, the subversion. Is deadly. Yeah. Imagine if you are a little black child, if you're six or seven and you're hearing all of this, you hate white people. You don't understand I know. why. I know. But you're being taught to hate white people. You're hating the kid in the desk next to you if they're white. It's crazy. Yeah, because the kid next <clears throat> to you is white and he has all this and you don't have anything and the white people put your ancestors in chains. This is what little children are being taught. I, I, how much time we got? Uh, we've got about a minute. Okay. So I was at a restaurant last night. I'm out in Eastern Long Island. And I went in and uh, there was a hostess who was African-American and she had a little son. The son must have been six. So it's my, um, what I do is I, when I see a little kid, I always fool around with a little kid. Okay. And just, Hey, how are you? What's your name? That kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. just to be smelling their hair. Yeah. And I, yeah. I tell the kid a joke and I want, <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I do. This right. kid would not look me in the would not look me in the eye. I mean, and it was, it was beyond, it wasn't like he wasn't curious. It was like head down immediately. And I said, I'm going to go to school. with radio. But I could tell, I could just tell. All right. She hated um, you already. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's happening. And that's what the progressive media and the corporations in the USA, they're fostering that. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Why did she hate you? I mean, she's not reading, you know, rags like the beast. Why is she hate this? Because you were white? Yeah. I'm this big six foot four white guy. And, and you know, I, I could be wrong. Maybe the kid was just overly shy, but I don't think so. Because he was smiling and this when there were other African-Americans around. 
And, and I'm saying to myself, if I were a, an African-American child between the ages of five and 12, and I was getting fed this every single day, I, I wouldn't like white people either. Bill, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate it. We'll talk to you again uh, next week. As as long as the the two of us can broadcast, we will broadcast. Um, yeah, thank you. And we'll, and we'll give an honest appraisal, and people are free to disagree. Yep. And also, people back are free to read Killing the Mob. <laughs> and that really, that really. You gotta love is, capitalism. You really do. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Bill O'Reilly, thanks a lot, Bill. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, You can't get killing the mob wherever books are sold. Uh, Life is busy, and I get that. Sometimes it feels like the moment you open your eyes in the morning until the moment you finally get to close them at the end of the day, everything else is like, go, 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 go. If you're fiscally responsible, you should find a little time in your day to give the mortgage consultants over at American Financing a quick call. Here's what that call is going to do for you. They're going to look over your finances and see if there's some areas that could be improved. Maybe you're paying too much for a mortgage percentage rate. It's way too high. You could benefit from a refi that won't start your loan over. That's really critical. Maybe you have things like uh, credit card debt with insanely high percentage rates. You could get that out from underneath you and you stop paying 15, 18, 20 percent on your credit cards. Start paying 2 percent. On your credit card loan, that could get your debt under control quickly. You could save hundreds, if not a thousand dollars every single month. They don't work for the bank. They work for you. It's American Financing at 800-906-2440. 1-800-966-2440. Call them now or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. I'm just, uh, it's Friday, so I was, I was just showing uh, Sarah in the control room uh, my ability to make the sound of a kitty cat in a bucket. I can do that. Uh, Radio Hall of Fame stuff. Radio Hall of Fame stuff. Why is the kitty cat in the bucket? You don't want to know. You just don't want to know. Uh, all right. Well, it is uh, Friday. We have Governor Abbott on uh, with us in just a second. He is the. That's a kitty cat in the bucket again. Uh, he is. What? Look, I am a I'm a sound effect machine. And in the old days, we didn't have all these buttons and technologies. And somebody would say, hey, I need the sound of a kitty cat in a bucket. And you'd be like. And I could do it. I could do it. But anyway, um, that's when we talked about, you know, the best uh, the best way to keep a cat clean is uh, to drown him in a bucket. Um, anyway. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? That's probably politically incorrect now, is it? You're not allowed we're to say the, anything, let alone We're past that. the days of <laughs> killing kitty cats in a bucket. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> Governor Abbott is with right now. The cat people are like, there he goes again. Why? Why? Always with the cats. Because they suck. Okay? Dogs should eat all cats. Anyway. Um, this is going to be fun. This is, I'm glad for the people who are screening the phones, this is going to be... It's always a joy when you decide to go down this road just to torture people. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So the... Um, 
Uh, How many times do I have to start this sentence? Okay, Greg Abbott is coming up next. He's the governor of the great state of Texas. I wonder if anything has been happening in the great state of Texas. Oh, you know what? What a coincidence. We have him on the week that all of the Democrats flee the state. We're going to ask him if there's some sort of government program that we can get the rest of the Democrats to flee the state. Uh... I have so many jokes that I would make right now that I'm not going to make because, gosh darn it, Glenn Beck has become an enlightened, good Christian man. This is the Glenn Beck program. (laughs) So I'm talking to uh, Steve, a man on the street here, about what he likes about Built Bars. Unfortunately, he has a very bad tongue disorder. And uh, Mm -hmm. so he... You have a canker sore, don't you? I have the worst. Like, I canker sores are the worst I thing that's know. ever happened to well, humanity. My tongue hurts. It's worse my than any other national hurts. tragedy that's yeah, ever my been. My tongue hurts. You know what? Your tongue feels better. You know what? Your tongue will stand up and celebrate. Built bars. Mm. Built bar. Mmm. I don't have to use my tongue. I got a canker sore on my tongue. It hurts. Anyway, they nine delicious flavors, and your tongue will celebrate. Built bars. Uh, they're healthy for you. They're. I hate to say it. They're a protein bar. Uh, and they're healthy, and they have 130 calories and four grams of sugar is only four grams of net carbs. I mean, you can't beat this. It's really good and good for you. Go to built.com. Your tongue will celebrate, or as Stu likes to say, <laughs> it's builtbar.com. Use the promo code BEC15. BEC15 is the promo code to save 15% builtbar. Built.com. America and welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We have Governor Greg Abbott on the phone, the guy who said he's going to arrest the Texas Democrats who have walked out of session. Oh, I wonder what we could talk to him about today. He's on in 60 seconds. It's Friday. The Glenn Beck program. All right, our sponsor this half hour is Vid Angel. Uh, have you have you wondered Lately, why Hollywood can't seem to tell just a a good story without throwing in violence, swearing or, you know, a pretty uncomfortable level of people just fooling around with anything or anybody doesn't matter. Everyone is raving about things like tomorrow's war. Wouldn't it be great to be able to sit down and watch something like that with your family, but skip past anything that is vulgar? Okay. Uh, I have teenagers. I watched Tomorrow's War with them. Uh, My wife wasn't there. If my wife was there, she would have been. Why aren't you watching this on VidAngel? Why why are we hearing that word? Okay, now you can. It has been so hard to find things that the whole family can agree on. And, And it's usually because the good stuff has all this crap in it that you don't necessarily want to see. I don't I'm not for censoring. I don't want anyone else censoring anything. I want to decide. And I've, it's like a fat pill. 
I've been like, can somebody please make a show or give me the ability to just be able to skip all of those parts so I can watch the show with my family? Yeah, it's here. VidAngelBeck.com. Use the promo code Beck1. You'll try VidAngel for a month for only a buck. That's how much they believe in it. Look, try it for a month for a dollar. They know you're going to sign up because it's so great. 2,500 movies, 11,000 TV episodes, which with new ones coming out every single week. It's only a buck. VidAngel, it makes your shows your shows, and it makes it better. VidAngelBeck.com. Governor Greg Abbott, Greg Abbott from the great state of uh, Texas. Welcome, Governor. How are you, sir? Doing great. How are you doing, Glenn? Um, I'm good. I'm good. So, what a week. What a week you've had. Um, the, uh, the Democrats walk out, and let's set the record straight. What exactly, we know what they're saying is in the bill. What is actually in the bill that they walked away from? Uh, great point, because what is in the bill is completely different than what they are saying, what Kamala Harris is saying, what President Biden is saying. Uh, what's in the bill actually increases the number of hours that people have to vote in the state of Texas. In the state of Texas, we have at least 12 days of early voting, and we are adding hours to those days. And on top of that, uh, we are giving people time off from work to be able to go vote. Bottom line, we're making it easier to vote in the state of Texas. By the way, in comparison, Delaware, the state that President Biden votes in, has exactly zero hours of early voting. If anyone wants to go after a state that's engaging in voter suppression because of lack of time to vote early, it should be people going after Delaware, not the state of Texas. That said, Glenn, there is one thing that we are doing in the state of Texas, and that is we are making sure that we uh, tighten the reins on mail-in ballots that can lead to voter fraud. And it's not me saying that. It is a federal judge appointed by Barack Obama in Corpus Christi, Texas, who who wrote in a legal opinion uh, that voter fraud occurs, quote, in abundance uh, as it concerns mail-in ballots. We know Texans know there is fraud in mail-in ballots in the state of Texas. It must be fixed, and that's one thing that we are trying to do. But uh, that said, all of these claims, and oh, we're denying people the right to vote, yada, 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 are completely false. I, I have to tell you, Governor, I, I, I don't know what to do with the lies anymore. You know, there, it, it used to be you got to watch their language carefully. They're just out and out lies now that are being uh, being said and most americans agree with even democrats voter id um most people agree with hey let's just make sure that all of the real ballots count and we make sure no fake ballots or distorted ballots are counted every american should agree with that and that's exactly what texas is achieving but let's go back to the first point that you made, uh, and that is the lies. When, when, when Democrats do not have truth on their side, they resort to one single word, and that is racism. They say that Texas is being racist by doing this. And you talked about voter ID. So Texas implemented voter ID uh, almost a decade ago. And when we went through that fight, uh, what word did they use? 
racism. racism. That Texas is engaging in racism. This is going to hurt people of color, yada, yada, yada. Guess what? After Texas imposed voter ID requirements in the state of Texas, there have been more people vote, uh, more people of color who went to vote. Uh, voting didn't get harder. It got easier and more abundant in the state of Texas. And so once again, uh, Democrats have absolutely no legal standing other than to say, oh, racism, racism, racism. And what they have done, because they use the term so much, it means that there really is no substance to the term anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's sad because real racism does exist and we should do everything we can to fight real racism. But if somebody is always crying rape, you don't you stop hearing. It's like car alarms. When car alarms first started, I mean, everybody car alarm would go off. Everybody would look now car alarms. Look, there could be a guy standing there with a hammer and nobody looks at it. They're like, oh, whatever. It's somebody's car alarm. Um, the um, the 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 thing you said this week was that you were going to go in and you will arrest them when they come in, uh, when they come back to Texas. A, is that a is that a is that a real promise? Will you really arrest them when they come back into the state? Yeah, let me explain how this works. And so whenever there is a break of quorum, which is what has happened now, meaning that there is not a sufficient number of people who are showing up to the Texas House of Representatives for the Texas House to engage in business, uh, whenever there is a quorum break like that, uh, the House issues what's called a uh, call on the House. And when that happens, uh, the sergeant at arms is authorized to work with the Texas Department of Public Safety to, you can call it arrest, apprehend, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, any of the members who are not in the Texas House of Representatives and bring them to the Texas House where they will be uh, cabined in the Texas House with no ability to leave the, the Texas House chamber uh, without a permission slip uh, from the Speaker. And uh, this is exactly what will happen. The only limitation to it is, one, uh, the, the fact that Texas law enforcement officers do not have jurisdiction authority beyond our state boundaries. And that's exactly why they're not up there in Washington, D.C., uh, putting these uh, Texas Democrats who are on the run uh, under arrest and bringing them back to Texas. However, once they do return to Texas, uh, if they fail to show up to do the duty that they ran for, and that is to go to the Capitol and cast votes, uh, if they don't show up to the Capitol, uh, they, uh, the Texas Department of Public Safety will be sent out to bring them back in. Okay, so it's not, it's not an arrest as people think of an arrest. It is they will pick you up and take you to the Capitol, and you can't leave the Capitol until your job is done. Right. It's not, it's not an arrest for a crime. Got it. Uh, it's, a, it's an arrest to bring them back to the Capitol to force them to do their job. Now, think about that. Are, are you being forced to do your job? Are your listeners being forced to do their job? What would happen to your listeners if they decided, well, you know, I don't like the way things are going here, and I'm not winning at my my job here. I'm, I'm going to walk off the job uh, and still expect to get paid. That's exactly what these Democrats are doing. Uh, and uh, j just like your listeners, if they walked off the job, they would be fired. Uh, they would lose their paycheck. And that, mark my words, that's exactly what's going to happen to these Democrats who have fled the state of Texas because Texans do not approve of uh, people. People, especially the people they voted in office, walking off the job and not doing their job. Have you seen any polls on this at all? I mean, I can't believe I mean, I would be really angry if if the Republicans walked out of Congress right now. I mean, they're not getting anything done. They can't pass anything. But if they if they walked off the job, I'd be really pissed at them. It is 
is the, have you seen any polling? How is this going to work out for these guys? So we have seen polling. There's an organization in Texas called the Texas Public Policy Foundation. And they did a poll on this within the last week, uh, showing uh, that those uh, members who walk off the job, uh, there is a great disapproval rating among all demographic groups. So I have it in front of me right now. Uh, it's texaspolicy.com. Uh, and the, the title of it is uh, Texans Oppose Walkouts to Avoid Votes. And that's why I know for a fact uh, that these members, when they return and ask their constituents for support again, uh, it's going to look very, very bad for them. We saw this once before. There's history for this in the state of Texas because uh, when we were going through redistricting uh, a decade or so ago, uh, the Democrats fled the state once again. They first went to Ardmore, Oklahoma, then they went to Albuquerque, New Mexico uh, to evade uh, being arrested in the state of Texas, uh, and things turned out bad for them at the ballot box. And this time it's even worse because there are so many issues that we have on this special session call. In addition to election integrity, we have property tax reform. We can reduce your property taxes in Texas if uh, the Democrats in the Texas House showed up. There's bail reform. Uh, Senator Joan Huffman said that uh, since the Democrats uh, left uh, and, and broke quorum initially uh, in late May, there had been five people in the state of Texas murdered by people who were out on bail. We've got to fix a broken bail system in the state of Texas. So there's going to be blood on the hands of the Democrats who failed to show up and do their job. Governor Texas, uh, Governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, thank you so much, sir. We'll talk to you again. Keep up the good Sounds work. Great. Take care, Glenn. You bet. Um, RecTech is a uh, is something that I've been using for a couple of years now, and I just I love it. I love it. I love it as much today as the day I bought it two years ago. RecTech is amazing, and it makes delicious meals for my family. Something that everybody can love. It can bake, it can smoke, and it also can grill. My wife, when she found out that it could grill without smoking, she was like, this is fantastic. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it can bake as well. Smoking, grilling, baking, you can start making the process of making a great, great grilled uh, dinner um, easy. It has smart grill technology. Follow up on uh, RecTech. Check them out on social media. And the reason why I say social media is because I want you to, it's like a community. The people who own them love them. Uh, and check them out on, on their social media and, and follow them for a while. You really want to know? Look at the people who are talking about RecTech on social media and find out the, the recipes and the community that you kind of join. Um, it's RecTech, R-E-C-T-E-C-Q. I'm sorry, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. That's R-E-C-R-E-C-T-E-Q-Tech.com. 10 seconds, station ID. You know, I was, um, I was looking up, um, uh, I was looking up a story the other day because I'm, I'm I'm I really would like to work. Um, I'm doing some homework because I, I, I really think honor needs to be restored. And so many things don't have meaning because we we have dishonored them. The Medal of Honor is our highest award for honor and integrity and for heroism. 
And uh, over 100 years ago, it was so dishonored by um, by Washington, D.C. They gave medals of honor for everyone, everyone uh, who was a part of Wounded Knee. And Wounded Knee was a slaughter, something bad that we did. And we should recognize that officially and retract those medals of honor, I think. Um, but as, as I was looking, I, I found an interesting story about a guy who was the fastest Medal of Honor winner of all time. And it was so fast, they didn't even have a Medal of Honor anywhere ready. Let me tell you the story. It's, um, it's a guy uh, named uh, Henry Irwin, and he was a staff sergeant, and he was a radio operator on a B-29, and they were flying a bombing run over Japan. And they had these uh, phosphorus uh, canisters and they would drop them and they would ignite because they were the first ones going in and they would drop them. So the other bombers could see this is where the target is. Okay, and if you know anything about phosphorus, that burns hotter than anything else. I mean, I think there's a there's a movie where they're shooting phosphorus, like one of the Marvel movies or something. They're shooting phosphorus in people and they just disintegrate from the inside. You burn forever. They burn forever. Um, anyway, so this guy, um, a phosphorus canister went off in the plane and it was filling it with smoke. Nobody could see anything. The pilots were disoriented. And they also he also knew it, it's it, it could blow up everything else in this plane. So he went down where the phosphorus was on the floor and he was trying to find it with his hands and he couldn't find it anywhere. Um, He said a quick prayer. Lord, help me find this or we're all dead. Please help me find this. Just as he's saying that prayer, his hand grabs onto the canister. Now it's 13,000. I'm sorry, 1300 degrees, 1300 degrees. He grabs it and he cradles it in his arms. And it's now burning him, his flesh, his arms, his hands, his nose is starting to melt. His hair is on fire and he goes, he gets up and he starts running towards the um, uh, the flight deck because there's a window there. He can open and throw it out and he's got to go f- through a door uh, that has a key and he can't see anything. So he's fumbling around looking for the key. This thing is still burning him. He takes the uh, uh, keys, he unlocks the door, opens up the flight deck, says to the pilots, open your windows. I have it. I can throw it out. They open a window. He throws it out. He's on fire. All of his clothes have been burned off. His skin is on fire. His hair is on fire. Um, They put him out. All of the smoke goes out. They were about three to four hundred feet above the ocean. They were taking a nosedive and didn't know it. They barely pull this thing up. It's a B-29. They barely pull this thing back up. So now they can gain some altitude. They put him out. They turn around and they go back to the base. When they land in the base, they actually have to take part of the airplane apart because he is so stiff from burns. He's been burned beyond recognition. He's so stiff that he can't move. They take him out. They get him to uh, a hospital, fly him immediately to Guam. The commander finds out about it and says, we have got to give this guy a medal of honor before he dies. 
Um, they called all over trying to get one. There was nothing in Guam, obviously. They found one in Hawaii, but it was in a glass case in a museum. They told the soldier, go get it. Well, he didn't have keys or anything else. He took a hammer and he smashed the glass case, grabbed the Medal of Honor, flew it to Guam right away. Within, I think, 12 hours, they were there, all the brass and everybody else, and they he's all bandaged. I mean, it's he, he's he's in very bad shape. And they present the Medal of Honor, not expecting him to live. He just died recently, like the last 10 years. He was over 80 years old. Uh, and, and I read that and I thought, that is honor and sacrifice. You know, we hear every day, oh, they're so brave. They're so brave. Uh, they came out and said that uh, they're pansexual. How brave. How brave. It's not brave. Shut up that's not brave this is bravery this is self-sacrifice for others that's what we used to say was great now somebody will look in and go yeah but did you know that uh henry worked for some oil company so he was he was polluting the earth before he he got what he deserved. He's a bad guy. I don't know if he worked at an oil company. I'm sure he didn't. But that's what we would do today. We would find something about him to tear him apart. Instead of saying, I don't know, this guy cheated on his wife. I don't know if this guy was a good guy, bad guy, was a car salesman, sold bad cars. I have no idea. But in that one moment, he was the human that I'm not sure I would have been. And he did it to save everybody on his plane. That's what honor is about. That's who we should strive to be. Those are the kinds of stories that we need to start looking for. Courage is contagious. I mean, Think about there's this amazing picture of everybody he saved around his bed from uh, 1945. And he's just he's unrecognizable. I mean, he's just little eye holes and a mouth hole. He's bandaged everywhere else. And they're all standing around his his bed. How many of them were changed by that one guy? I mean, we know they were saved by that one guy, but how many of them were changed by that one guy? How many of them thought of him or because of his example went the extra nine yards, went the extra, put in the extra effort, thought, you know what? I'm here for a reason because of Henry or if Henry can do this, I can do this. It's my turn to step up. It is our turn to step up. Perhaps we should look for more Henry Irwins in our world and in our history. Back in a minute. Stu asked a very important question. He's got a canker sore in his tongue, and he's here at work today. Who's, who's more heroic? Yeah. Where's my medal? Yeah. Wow. 
when you you said it, you said it still. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between having car shield <laughs> and not having car shield? Well, the amount of miles you want to walk, I suppose. If you got a car that is out of warranty, any repair that needs to be done can be really expensive. Heaven forbid you should uh, get a computer chip replaced. <laughs> I mean, is just turn your arm in. You know, front desk, hey, just take this, will you? And if you need to take a bit of my leg, that's okay. Fortunately, when you have CarShield, everything is different. For a recovered repair or for a covered repair, CarShield has your back. That means when it's time to get your car into the mechanic shop, they're going to deal directly with the mechanic. So whether it's a dealership or somebody of your choosing, you're going to get the roadside assistance, a rental car to cover you until the car repair is done, and they're going to take care of all of it. It's it's CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash Beck right now and you'll save 10%. Carshield.com slash Beck. Save 10%. Deductible may apply. Carshield.com slash Beck. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. I want to bring on Mercedes Schlapp. Uh, she is uh, a, a Latina or a Latinx, I think is what they are called now. Mercedes, a Latinx. So is, yeah, see, Latinx. They love using that. And yeah. let me tell you something. The Latinos, we don't like when they change the Spanish language. We like to keep the L and the La in uh-huh. our Spanish language. Uh-huh. So um, it's not uh-huh. very popular, despite the right. fact President Biden loves to use it. Yeah. So anyway, Mercedes Slap, she is a senior fellow, American Conservative Union Foundation. She was the host of America Uncanceled uh, at uh, CPAC and a former White House strategic communications advisor. Uh, I wanted to bring you on because you are also somebody that really understands Cuba because your father uh, was put into prison by Fidel Castro. That's right. And he served, uh, he was thrown into jail for six years. He had a 13-year prison sentence. Uh, And, you know, I got to tell you, Glenn, you know, he was one of these guys, self-made businessman in Cuba And when he saw the Castro regime come into power and start taking away their liberties, taking away their guns, I want to make that very clear, uh, he knew that this was a country going in the wrong direction. And he really had a choice. He either was either going to stay quiet and play along or fight back. And he chose to fight back and join a counter-revolutionary group. And, you know, sadly, they were uh, exposed by what I would say a mole in the group. Mm. And uh, several of his friends actually were executed. And he has uh, very sad, sad stories about the lives that were lost. And some of these actual some of these individuals actually had a prison sentence of about 20 years. Uh, so he's he has seen it firsthand of the human rights abuses, of the torture, of what happens in the Cuban jails, as well as the fact that they the Castro regime and the communist regime have cracked down on the Cuban people. Uh, and you know, now he lives here in the U S he's 85 years old and Mm. he's very worried about the state of affairs here in America. I bet he is. He's, he's lived it. He's seen it. Um, let's talk specifically here about, uh, Cuba because we are seeing the beatings on the streets now. Uh, the, these guys all dressed in black, I assume they're paramilitary or military, uh, or police force of Cuba. 
Um, they're coming out all in black, um, black uniforms, and they are beating people within an inch of their life uh, on the streets. You know, they have their version of Antifa, quite frankly. And what the Cuban president, Miguel Diaz-Canel, uh, basically said to the Cuban people, uh, to the, he basically he said it to the Cuban communists, he says, to take it directly to the Cuban people and you need to stop this and you need to be courageous in stopping the Cuban people who are fighting for freedom. So he's sending out the thugs, the communist thugs out beyond just the Cuban military to create even more chaos on the street. And just my sources also say that the Venezuelan military, uh, they've reached the island. So they're definitely part of helping uh, the regime in implementing these horrific practices and, and tactics and they're going into people's homes. I mean, our sources, as we're seeing, is that they're going into people's homes, shooting people uh, point blank. It's a lot of young people. This movement that's been in place for quite some time in Cuba, it's led by artists, uh, by, uh, by young people that are, are the ones driving uh, what we're seeing happen in, on the island. You know, it's so strange, Mercedes, is, is the people who always get us into these are also the ones who get us out. It's the... Look at what's happening now. It's the artists. It's the creatives. It's the, you know, the students that buy into this communist bullcrap. And then they go through horrible, horrible nightmare years. And then it's those same people or their children that lead back out. Well, you know, it's been 60 years, over 60 years of a dictatorship. And these are, you know, these individuals don't have economic opportunities unless you join the military or the intelligentsia or government, in essence, where they basically are pretending like nothing's happened. But you, then you have those individuals who are saying, look, I can't get a good meal. You know, my food is rationed. I, I can't even speak up because I'll be thrown into jail. And there, we have no liberties. And so for the, for the Cuban people, I mean, they have just had it. And Really, this is about a cry for freedom, and it drives me crazy when you have these leftists who say, oh, it's about the trade embargo, like Black Lives Matter said, oh, we have to blame the U.S. government. Or they say this is about a food shortage or a vaccine shortage. No, people. It's about freedom. It's a very simple fact. Yes, do we know that they've had economic stress, that tourism has gone down, that there is a vaccine shortage and a food shortage? Absolutely. But the bigger fight here is libertad, patria y vida. Freedom, homeland, and life. And many of these people have said, I'm willing to give up my life for freedom. So, Mercedes, how is this? I mean, we saw this in Tokyo, and there was, uh, not Tokyo, um, Hong Kong. Hong Kong. And there was this great hope. And then COVID happened, and America turned a blind eye because we were busy with our own stuff. Once we took the eye off the ball, China rolled in with tanks and these people just disappeared. We have word now that a hundred people at least uh, have been disappeared, um, probably dead or in prison now. And Mm -hmm. we have in a a crazy turn of events, we have a, an administration that uh, is, Spending like there's no tomorrow, but they're pulling funding from the American broadcasts that go into Cuba. And are, as we have everybody flooding our border, we now have 
the director of um, uh, Homeland Security coming out and saying, if you get on a raft, you will not make it to America. What are we doing? I know. And actually, if you know, if you know a thing or two about asylum, really, these individuals in Cuba that are going through political persecution, they're the ones that actually qualify for asylum, unlike many of those who cross the border just simply for economic reasons. Uh, But look, we're facing a very difficult challenge. And I tell you, it's heartbreaking for me to watch because I do feel like the Cuban people are defenseless and it's going to take a miracle. I really do believe that. But I do think that uh, what you know, we I hope to see is that there's someone in the military or even like three or four of them that say we got to stop killing our own people. And that well, they isn't that why they're bringing isn't that why they're bringing Venezuelans in? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is just this is why you have not only Venezuela, but the Russians and the yes. Chinese basically yes. ensuring that the U.S. does not get involved in any sort of way. And they're ob- obviously part of propping up this regime in Cuba. It is about a national security issue for America as well, because the reality is, is that Russia and China are heavily invested in cuba and for them that's a strategic place to be 90 miles from the u.s absolutely they want to be involved so look for the cuban people it it is very difficult when you know that the castro regime back in the early 60s basically told them hand over your guns because we're going to need them to fight the foreign influence of the united states of america they confiscated their guns these people have no way to defend themselves. And so this is going to be about fear and oppression. And the Cuban regime is probably hoping that somehow the U.S. decides to lose focus. The reality is the difference this time around, which is, I think, a little different than Hong Kong, is that the Cuban-American vote in Florida is so critical and we're very loud and they are standing up demanding the Biden administration to take action and so that's why you've seen the Biden administration be trying to figure out what their next steps are. Quite frankly, I don't think it's going to be enough to change things in Cuba. Is there something that we as people can do to support them? Well, I think first it starts with prayer. I think that it really, again, like I said, it's going to take a miracle. And I know that there's a lot of these um, brave young men and women in Cuba who are putting their lives at risk to take over and try to uh, uh, take over and overthrow the Cuban government. But it's going to take a lot more than that. I mean, we have to put the pressure on the Biden campaign. I think, for example, one of the things that Senator Marco Rubio and several other Cuban leaders are pushing for is Internet access and basically encouraging these private companies uh, to get involved in allowing for Internet access in Cuba. That's important because that keeps the different regions in Cuba and the different provinces in Cuba connected. Uh, you know, it, 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 hang on just a second. You know, it's, it is very easy for them to do. They they orchestrated, <clears throat> excuse me, they orchestrated, as we know now, they helped orchestrate the Arab Spring, these social media right. companies. They had a whole team working on that. Where are they on Cuba? Where That's are they? That's a great point. That's a great point. And if there's anything we know is that our American intelligence community knows exactly what they would need to do to penetrate Cuba and yep. give them what they need, the support they need. And secondly, I mean, we really need President Biden to mount an international effort uh, that would call for free and fair elections for a peaceful Democrat 
democratic transition. Uh, but again, you know, this is not the type, this president is not the type of guy that I can envision being the strong guy to really push for change in Cuba. It took him four to five days to even say that communism is a failed ideology. And obviously he has his progressive friends on the left who are silent, who are blaming everything on the trade embargo uh, on Cuba. And so, you know, it's, it's a tough one. I got to tell you, Glenn, it's really tough to watch, but we'll see what happens. Mercedes Schlapp, thank you so much. God bless. Thank you, Glenn. And I just want to say that your speech at CPAC was the very best, and everyone needs to go watch it. Go to conservative.org. You've made me cry twice in the last two times that I've seen you. You're an inspiration, an American treasure, and we thank you. Thank you for what you're doing every day. That's kind of you. Thank you very much, Mercedes. Appreciate it. Take care. All right, today is the day. Time to make the switch to Patriot Mobile. You've waited long enough. It's time to start saving money on your mobile bill and be able to know that your part uh, to help America is being done by just standing up with people who believe and support the causes you support and believe in. It's time for Big Mobile to learn we mean business. It is time for the right to get out of the mobile phone uh, services that you're most likely with. Verizon, AT&T, all of these people. Right now, Patriot Mobile has two great offers to choose from. Either get 50% off your first two months or $100 off any phone. Both offers come with Premier Activation. Just go to Premier, uh, sorry, PatriotMobile.com slash Beck for all of the details. They make it really, really easy for you to switch, and you're going to save a lot of money. You'll pay less money for really great service. They have the biggest coverage in the country. Stick together and support the companies that speak the truth. These people are amazing at what they do. And I want to do it. I honestly want to do an hour just on some of the things that they are doing behind the scenes because they are doing such great work in helping us and standing up with us. That's what they do with some of their profits. They're not working against you. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. This is the easiest decision you have to make today. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call them right now. 972-PATRIOT. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, There is a new podcast that we released last night for uh, Blaze TV at noon Eastern. Uh, today we are just putting it up on YouTube. Don't know if it's going to last uh, because it is it is very controversial. Not for you, not for any you know normal American that hasn't just you know taken the blue pill. Uh, the um, the author uh, um, of a uh, of a book that says what we're doing, what trans active uh, act- activists are doing to our children in school is literally killing them. She said some amazing things to me. She said uh, about public schools, she said, it's over. There is no way to correct the public schools. They have to be closed. Now, this is a Wall Street Journal reporter who is not anti-trans, is not anything that everybody is saying, but she is so effective that they are doing everything they can to shut her down. Let's play a clip. I'm afraid that so many things are like um, uh, are like CRT, where you can stand up against it and you think you won, but you haven't. It's just morphed. Um, they will come out and tell you, 
and then they realize, oh, crap, uh, not everybody likes this. And so then they'll they'll fight it for a while. Then they'll start to claim, which they are on CRT. That's not even taught. That's not even taught. It's nowhere. And as you say, it's in the curriculum. It's just not where you think it is. Right. So there may be no hope for the public school system. Let me just wow. say that outright. I don't know that there's any hope there. Wait, um, wait, wait of, that's a big yeah. statement. Wow. Right. But but we're I, I mean, just to be honest, it's so thoroughly infiltrated. You have teachers at behaving like activists across the country who have no interest in actually teaching. They, they believe their job is to remake your child. This is an amazing statement coming from her, uh, because that's exactly what Woodrow Wilson said. Remember, the job of a university or a school system is to make the son the most unlike their father as possible. Do you remember that? Um, she is, she's remarkable. Her name is Abigail Schreier. Uh, she wrote the book irreversible damage and, um, it's very, very frank on what's going on in the medical community, in our school systems, in our society. There's Um, big news about her this week too. Yeah. She's trending today again. Yeah. Yesterday and today. What was it? This some big uh, publishing organization. Yeah. Publishing organization reviewed her book. uh, Just included it. Right. Like in, in like a, you can potentially order this book. Correct. And they said, just, just us mentioning it. I'm trying to remember what they said was a serious and violent incident. (laughs) <laughs> just recommending the book a serious not even a recommending it. it was just it wasn't even recommending it right it was just basically saying it exists you could order it yeah the american booksellers association said sending her book to others <laughs> is a serious and violent incident we oh are God. at book burning yeah and this woman when you hear her and the research that she has done for years It is a serious, serious warning that every parent needs to hear. I've never heard this side of the argument before, and you must. Today's podcast, it's posted at noon Eastern today.